Good morning and happy Easter to all those that celebrate. We're doing our new weekly show, which is doing drafts Sunday mornings. Just the chill atmosphere, the chill vibes, a word that's overused and that I probably hate. But let's go ahead. Let's get into it. All right, so we're not going to fool around today. We are going to jump directly into this draft because I have a Roto Grinder show to produce at 11 a.m. So we're going to get right into it. There'll be no overlay today. I need to address that whole situation, and I don't want my mic messing up. I want you guys to be able to hear me. I hope everyone's morning's going great. So if you're jumping in, jump in. We only need two. So that's that's a good thing. Good morning, Brian. Hope your Sunday is off to a great start. And we are already full. We're hoping for a decent spot. We get the five spot. I think this is still a quarterback spot, but we will uh we will see. We will see. Happy Easter Pound. Hope your Sunday's going great. Mine's going great. I have my Mary Lou's coffee as is tradition already two episodes in and i'm calling stuff tradition but uh yeah we're gonna start with mary lou's coffee and what are you guys up to today anyone got anything fun going on it's actually freezing oh look at you look at you pound with the 101 it's actually uh below freezing this morning here in the massachusetts area Oh, good. I'm glad to uh, I'm glad to see you got the eight spot, Brian. I brought Gotham to the pond this morning to run around, which was a great day. Speaking of dog pounds, um, I guess he's never technically been in one, but we we went for a nice little run this morning. Oh, pound, you're out by Worcester. Nice. I'm I'm south of Boston. I'm in. I'm on in the Brockton area is the best way to describe it. So we see Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Hertz go the top three, Fields goes. I think it's pretty obvious that we're going to go Joe Burrow here. I think Joe Burrow in the Superflex is a lock at five. I think the sixth spot is where you can start talking yourself into some different players. I think you could go Justin Jefferson at six. Lamar. I think one of the undervalued things or underlooked things, not undervalued, underlooked things about Lamar is he hasn't had a lot of top performances over the last two years between injuries and even when he's on the field. I still like Lamar a lot. I still think he's a game changer, but there is some risk associated with him even if he is playing. So I think you could go Justin Jefferson even in a super flex over Lamar if you really wanted to. There's a lot there's a lot of risk with Lamar and there's a lot of ceiling. That's the other thing. But we're we started with Joe Burrow. We're going to see what kind of Joe Burrow team we can build around. I had a couple really nice super flexes last night. I've done more of the super flex drafts than I thought I was going to do. Generally not a format that I 
quite frankly care for as much as some of the other ones, but I've gotten into it more so not, I mean, obviously I'm trying to win, but just trying to see if there's an edge. So as I'm drafting, I'm trying to see what people are doing. How do we pivot away from that? Because I think that Superflex, you could definitely find some more edges in. Uh, happy Passover to you as well, sir. But I think Superflex is one of those best ball formats that we've talked about it. Quarterbacks being overvalued. Uh, people undervaluing other positions. I think some people, when they jump in, might not realize the the format of only having two wide receivers in the underdog version and how that bumps up some of your running backs. And Eric talked about it last week, going zero RB is still a viable strategy in this particular tournament if you play it right. Zero RB is going to be an interesting discussion overall this year. I find it... I find it's going to be incredibly hard as is in regular tournaments, not this tournament, leaving the third round with anything but a running back. The running back pool in that area is so strong that I don't know if I can pass up three or four of those RBs to get a wide receiver in the third round. Hackers in the chat, happy Sunday, saying... Well, actually, let's draft real quick. So we see Taylor Diggs, A.J. Brown. Let's grab A.J. Brown. I want to have some fun with my team, and I want to root for A.J. Brown this year. So let's grab A.J. Brown, see what comes back to us here. Uh, Hacker is saying elite stacks are a lot tougher this year. Last year, Mahomes, Kelsey, Allen, Diggs happened in just about every draft. Agreed. I think that you can still get the Mahomes-Kelsey, maybe not clearly not as much as you could last year because, you know, Mahomes was going to the fifth. You could prioritize it. Allen Diggs was easier to get last year as well. So, yeah, the elite stacks are tougher. And I was thinking about this the other day because a lot of the analysts that I also are either friends or listen to think that quarterbacks are overvalued and on the same coin, we all agree that week 17 is important. So what offenses do you want in week 17 for stacks? You want Chiefs, you want Bills, you want Bengals, you want Eagles, right? That's what we want. So we have to pay prices to make that happen. So that's gonna it's gonna be a discussion all offseason. Anyways, we are back on the clock and we're gonna scroll a little bit something i think uh actually i was gonna grab pollard but the obvious play here is to grab t higgins he's not gonna come back to us i would say so we're gonna grab t higgins we're gonna go joe burrow aj brown t higgins to start which isn't bad i did want to grab tony pollard i know he's not gonna make it back to us in this spot but it is what it is um I would have liked to have grabbed that for being able to scroll down a little bit. I think people aren't scrolling enough still. That's why I like doing a lot of these drafts. We get so tied to ADP and like, we have to get this guy here. Uh, I did it last year after doing some more drafts, I got comfortable scrolling. So the more drafts I do, the more comfortable I get being like, okay, what's the unique combination I can get? Not just with my first and second round players, 
but my second and third and third and fourth, and especially up in these higher ranges. Jose saying, I would think with just two starting wide receivers, drafting RBs would be more of a priority. Theoretically, it is. However, you can still create some zero RB teams. My problem is just that range of Walker, Chubb, Hall, Pollard being third, fourth round seems, in my opinion, a little bit stronger than the Devonta. I like Devonta Smith and DK Metcalf a lot, but that running back core in that range of the in that pocket of the draft is just very very strong in my opinion and i think that's how you're going to win tournaments hacker saying to a hill or dax cd or elite stacks that you could get unique with at the one two turn um i believe that is correct hacker and i think if you want to really galaxy brain something you'd have to you'd have to shake up the draft quite a bit but it's something I've been flirting with. I think if you get a fourth or a fifth pick, sort of like we did with this one, you can grab Tyreek Hill, right? And this super flex on the comeback, grab Tua, and then you'll still be able to grab Waddle. And how many people do you think are going to have that Miami Dolphins double stack going into the super flex tournament? Because their brain is going to tell them that they need Joe Burrow. We did it. We drafted Joe Burrow in this one. But if you want to really galaxy brain something, galaxy braining that Miami double would be a good one, I believe. Uh, Jamie is saying he likes grabbing one great RB in the third and then waiting until I have my two QBs and a few wide receivers until I get my second. I've done this a lot as well. Um, I think it's a viable strategy. Lazy Fish is saying he got Higgins on the fourth with Burrow last night. Uh, I've I've uncovered it, Hart. You're doing the Miami double. Don't tell anyone. Hey, it is it's one of those things you can do. There's other teams we're never gonna be able to do it with, but Miami is one of the teams. I'm concerned about Tyreek Hill this year. I have no physical reason to be. When you start talking about retiring in two years, though, you start making me feel like you're gonna mail it in a little bit. So we do get one of these running backs to fall back to us, right? So I'm going to grab ETN on this. I do like Ramondre almost just as much, but we'll grab ETN. We know Devonta Smith is going to be grabbed. Yeah, there he goes. Because Hurts, I'm assuming the Hurts team got him. Oh, no, we're going the other way. Sorry. But Devonta Smith does get grabbed. Um. We were going the right way, but he just wanted to snipe him before the Jalen Hurts team got him. That's the thing with Jalen Hurts is it is tough to get either of his wide receivers. You can relatively get his his tight end a little bit easier. Hart saying it's easiest to do the Miami double from the eighth spot does make sense. That definitely makes sense. I can see that being a thing. As they grab all the quarterbacks, you still take Tyreek, you take two on the comeback, and then Waddle should still fall to you in that third round. So the Miami double is something that I think, although Hart's doing it, I don't think a lot of people are even considering it. Oh, we see Hawkinson go. Hawkinson was going to be a talking point for me because I really do 
think that his target share is going to go up quite a bit with Adam Thielen gone. I think it's going to concentrate on the three guys being. Uh, I really don't like Mark Andrews this year. I'm going to grab Ridley, and we're going to have stock in this Jacksonville offense as well, even though we don't have Trevor Lawrence. I still want some of that Jacksonville offense, so let's grab Calvin Ridley. Jersey number zero. How do we feel about that zero? People liking... I have I have to see it. I think I have to see the zero. I like it in the NBA. The NBA is fine. Zero in the NFL, it might feel weird. It might feel a little bit weird. But we'll gander. We'll gander at the jersey. We'll make our observations. We don't want to come to conclusions before they've even released it, before we've even seen it. But it might just look a lot like an eight. Maybe that's why you wanted it. I don't know. So right now we have Joe Burrow, Travis Etienne, AJ Brown, T Higgins, Calvin Ridley. Can you imagine a world in a world where the week 17 schedule is released Monday night football, the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars for all the money, all the glory, and the championship. I would have said how much this tournament is worth for first place, but I forget. There's your 1987 movie trailer, mediocrely done by myself, Rob Coakley. But that would be a fun matchup in Week 17, getting Jacksonville and Cincinnati. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait for the draft. I can't wait for the schedule release and to just really start rocket shipping. No pun intended. I guess like every pun is intended with Spike Week. Spike Week and rockets and rocket ships and, you know, we kind of built we kind of built the company on puns being intended. So I retract. Pun intended. Pun intended. Jamie is thinking that Rashad White could be a good RB2 at his value. I agree. I do like Rashad White where he's going. Just don't be shocked if you see Tampa add a later RB in the draft to that to that room. But they they liked Rashad White. So in turn, we should like Rashad White. All right. I think I would like to get George Kittle here for an elite tight end. You thought we were going to take the other San Francisco 49er there, huh? You thought we were going to take Trey Lance. Guess what? We did not take Trey Lance. Just too rich for my blood for Trey Lance when it just seems like that team is doing everything they can to not play him at that position ever again. Doesn't seem like a player that they like. Personally, I'm a, I'm not going to do it. I didn't do it last year. I'm not going to do it this year when it's a much worse much worse situation. Just no thanks. I'm I'm out on the Trey Lance thing completely. And I don't think I'm going to be wrong. 
usually I'm like, uh, eh, it's something I'll be, I could be wrong about. I think it's, I think Trey Lance is an easy, easy fade this year. Let's rewind to the last year. And I understand it was played in a rainstorm. Do you remember who the 49ers lost to in week one with Trey Lance as the quarterback in a game that he should have been able to take over with his skill set? I mean, that game was kind of made for him to do his thing. And the uh, guy on the other side did it, who was Justin Fields. You lost to the Chicago Bears in your opening week in a rainstorm where your quarterback should have ran all over the field, and he didn't, and you lost. Trey Lance sucks. All right, let's keep drafting. Let's keep drafting. Dalvin Cook is on the board. I don't think I want to go there. I think I'm I'm out on Carolina as a whole, so I'm not drafting Miles Sanders currently. Let's take a shot on Jameer Gibbs. Could end up in a nice spot for us. I still think we can get some decent wide receivers coming back. And we are building our team like a person drafting a team for the first time as we fill out all of our starting positions for the most part. But I do like the team. We have Joe Burrow, Travis Etienne, Jameer Gibbs. Wide receivers are A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, Calvin Ridley. And at tight end, we have George Kittle. This is a solid, solid team, which allows us to have some pure upside guys on some of our draft spots. Anyone else got anything good going on today? I know it's the holiday. I get to do a Road Grinder show for baseball at 11 a.m. I'll just be producing so you won't see me on camera too, too much, but I'll be doing that. I will be creating a teaser for Spike Week later today. And I am going to try to create between 20 and 30 YouTube shorts out of previous content that I have for my other show. Pray for me. I am going to be in front of this computer all day. Pound autoed Lance. Didn't want a fourth quarterback. Tough scene. What's going on, Olaf? Hope your morning's going well. Lazy Fish is asking, do I feel like missing out on a lock starter for my second QB is a problem? I do not. Not when particularly don't care when I have Mahomes, Hurts, or um, Allen. And I, it's only like down a percentage point when I have you know, Burrow as my, as my quarterback Burrow's like real close to that tier. Might as well just be in it. I think we can rotate guys in that second spot. And I don't necessarily think it's super flex. It doesn't mean that you have to start a quarterback. We can get some quarterbacks that are obviously going to fill in, in that spot, but we can draft some other spots that are going to have upside that will play in our super flex. Sometimes. I mean, other than the top, you know, seven, seven, eight guys, there's a cutoff somewhere who is actually going to really like DeAndre Swift here. DeAndre Swift is going to be a problem for me this year. I think he's going too low as a guy that didn't draft them last year. I think he's fallen, but DeAndre Swift is the perfect example. Now I have Travis Etienne, Jameer Gibbs, DeAndre Swift, right? I have AJ Brown, T Higgins, Calvin, and the Ridley. 
So only two of these wide receivers can play in wide receiver spots. Only two of these running backs can play in running back spots. And let's just say they all have really good weeks in a given week. And one of our other quarterbacks that we end up getting later doesn't do much. Well, guess what? Now we're playing Calvin Ridley in our super flex and you got a 16. Okay, perfect. I'll take it. I mean, we're looking at best case example there, but we're going to be, we're going to have enough shots on goal that it's going to happen a healthy percentage of the time on our, on our team. And rather than taking Trey Lance in the sixth round, who's a question mark, I understand your question was about a locked starter, but I don't know, Jared Goff, wherever he's going, like Jared Goff as a quarterback for fantasy, but Jesus, like, I don't know. I mean, like, do I want to take Ryan Tannehill right now in the ninth round on an offense that isn't going to do much? I don't think so. Instead, let's just go ahead and get Brandon Cooks over on Dallas. Get our other NFC East guy here. We'll go AJ Brown, Brandon Cooks for an AFC East correlation. I mean, NFC East correlation. But I think I think that we can take Joe Burrow and we can still find viable another viable two hell maybe three QBs that we can take shots on later Mac Jones I don't think Mac Jones is going to sit on a bench this year he might not be the starter in New England he probably is there's a lot of you know hoopla going on around here with him but if we take a step back, he's on his rookie deal. Anyone that's trading for him knows they have to trade a premium. They have to invest some money. Um, so, yeah, it's just I think Mac Jones stays in New England. It's tough for me to see him move, but it could happen. And if he does move. He's moving to a place that he is the starting quarterback. So, yeah, we could take Mac Jones, but I like having Brandon Cooks. If he falls, maybe we take him. I know one of you psychos is going to take him on me now that I've talked about Mac Jones. But the 10th round is when I think we can start taking some of these other quarterbacks when we have Joe Burrow. If somebody dropped that made sense with Joe Burrow where, God, I can't remember the team last night. I took a second quarterback because he dropped like eight or nine spots beyond ADP. And it wasn't because I wanted to take him over some of the other guys. It was more like, well, I have, I think it was Patrick Mahomes. And I'm like, how many Patrick Mahomes slash, we'll just say Kirk Cousins to throw a name in the argument. Kirk Cousins teams are there. There might be a lot, but it was a guy that he was, he was well past ADP for the first few rounds. So we did that. Uh, Jose says, thanks to you and your partner, I have a better grasp of the underdog Superflex tournaments. I don't have to draft TVs in the first four rounds anymore, LOL. Yeah, you don't have to. You can. It's fine. There are situations where it's totally fine. And I don't, and I don't think there is a hard, fast rule on it. I just don't think you have to. And I don't think you have to, like, form this anti-stance like you can't draft Kirk Cousins because blah 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 it's like dude you technically can do whatever the hell you want to do right all right so 
Mac Jones has fallen way past his ADP. So we're going to take Mac here before someone else scoops him up. Uh, a lot of guys behind us already have two QBs, but they could have grabbed another one. Ooh, that's a fun question. P. Ryan or Penny? Well, the answer, if healthy, I think is Penny. And I'm not like an injury stickler, but there are certain guys that you just have to have red flags on. And Rashard Penny is probably the poster boy for that. It's probably Penny for the upside, but P. Ryan provides some decent upside as well because I am scared to death of what whatever Javante Williams is going to be this year. Um, let's see. What do we got left here? Ben Johnson, A.J. Dillon. Let's grab... Grab Alexander Madison. I'm still, I still like Madison a lot. They re-signed him. They do. They like him there as well. He might be a value at this spot. We don't know. Lazy Fish is saying that Mac Jones. Um, makes this team very good. Christopher is saying that he would rather have Trey Lance and Elijah Moore than Mac Jones and Brandon Cooks. And that's fine. We all have differing opinions. I don't want Trey Lance on any of my teams at all, period. You want Trey Lance? I understand the arguments for him, but all the data shows you that Trey Lance, Trey Lance might not even be with the 49ers come next year because they find a way to just not play him between Brock Purdy bringing in Sam Darnold. I think that the coaching staff is already done with him and they're just going to keep him on the roster because he's cheap. And once that rookie deal is done, they don't extend him for his fifth year option. They just kind of cut him loose and they ride with Brock Purdy because why not? And that coaching staff has had a lot of success. Is his upside greater than Mac Jones? Yeah, but we've been saying that his upside's greater than Mac Jones since they were getting drafted. We knew Mac Jones was already at his peak of his talents. He was never going to get better. But his never going to get better is still everything better than Trey Lance has shown. And if you'd like to try to prove me wrong on that, I am more than fine with it. And I'm not just saying that to you, Christopher. I'm saying that to everyone that just can't get off of Trey Lance's nuts. I mean... He has the profile that we like, but he can't put it together. Can't do it. So he's not going to be on the field. Even if he is on the field, once Brock Purdy is healthy, which could be week one, could be week six, they're going to go back to Brock Purdy. The team, the players, not just the coaching staff, the players are on board with Brock Purdy. And that tells you literally everything you need to know. Look at all the data you want. When George Kittle, when Debo Samuel are riding for Brock Purdy, Trey Lance is dead in the water. He just is. They said Gino would never be good. Gino was good for the first half of last year. Look at the numbers of the second half. Right? He had a good opening half. He was mediocre halfway through the year and beyond. Gino is not Trey Lance. Right? And maybe Trey Lance can go somewhere else and revitalize, but it's not going to be this year in San Francisco. 
It's just, it's just not going to be. He is going to have to play lights out to a get the starting job over Sam Darnold, which is that's where we're at. And I think that's like the where I can just pinpoint the argument. He has to win the starting job over Sam Darnold. That is legitimately a thing. What other quarterback from that draft class has to win the starting job over Sam Darnold or comparable? Uh, KJ Osborne is a guy we're going to be talking about in the next coming weeks as an undervalued wide receiver. So we're going to grab KJ Osborne as well. Go with a double Minnesota exposure here. So look, I've been anti Trey Lance. So from from the jump basically take it as you will i just never thought he was going to be good um i think it was wish casting i mean how at least anthony richardson who was probably wish casting as well there's some more merit uh chris christopher is saying that he's a gamble that needs to get over purdy or get traded total gamble he is not going to get over Brock Purdy if Brock Purdy is healthy. That is the thing. It's not going to happen. It's just not. The team The team has made that decision. The players have made that decision. When your players and your coaching staff are on the same page about that, Trey Lance is dead in the water in San Fran if Brock Purdy is healthy enough to play football. His out is Purdy being hurt, and that's not the reports we're getting. I mean, maybe it is. We are going to double stack Tyler Boyd with Joe Burrow right now. And yes, you need him to get traded. Who's trading for him right now? That's the question. Maybe we see something in the draft. Can Jerome Ford get on the field this year? Absolutely. We've seen Cleveland always want to operate with two running backs, right? So as long as they don't bring anybody else in, Jerome Ford is probably a lock to get a percentage of the snaps. They don't want to run Nick Chubb as an every down player. That's why they had Kareem Hunt there for all those years. I think Jerome Ford is going to be a guy that moves up several rounds by the end of the year because he has all the makings to be a preseason all-star because Nick Chubb is not going to be playing football in the preseason. What What do you think he's going to get? You know, a series here or there in the three, two to three preseason games maybe, if that. So Jerome Ford is going to get a ton of work in the opening quarters of those, and chances are he could look like a stud. And all he needs to do is score a touchdown or two, and people are going to be like, Jerome Ford is Barry Sanders. Because that's what we do every preseason. We overreact as an entire community, not just us on stream, not just us in the chat, but as football fans, when we see stuff like that, we just overreact. But he probably could be really good. And he is in one of the offenses that can make two RBs viable. So totally, totally on board with Jerome Ford this year. All right, let's just gander at some of these players that are left. Um, we got some fun stuff left here that we can do. 
sorry for the radio silence. I was mentally thinking about how I wanted to play this upcoming pick. And I think what I want to do, I was going to try to push it because we have a guy with three QBs and four QBs behind us. So I don't think either of them would grab him. But I think we're just going to grab Gardner Minshew right now because Slick is only sitting on two QBs. He does have Mahomes and Goff, but like Minshew is the last real potentially viable guy here to get some playing time at quarterback. Now, a guy, we've talked enough about Gardner Minshew and that he's probably going to start the year. There's a chance that he gets pulled. But I think he can get you some some points right out the gate. Oh, M. Wolf taking MVS. Sad times. Absolute sad times. So what I wanted to do was go Spears and hopefully get Minshew on the comeback if I did it. I just didn't want to give Slick two shots at Minshew. I think it would have been a slam dunk to do that particular play. Oh, my God. Dog pound. Dog pound. McVibe saying, wow, Minshew ADP jumped fast. Yeah, it was nice in the early super flex because I was like trying to push him to like 18th, 19th round and get him in like the 17th. And it was working for like a day, literally like a day. And that wrapped up real fast. All right. So there's a chance he would come back to us, but let's grab Gesicki for the Mac Jones stack. Really wanted to go Alec Pierce here for the Minshew stack, but we'll go Gesicki. Um, seems, seems fine. There was other other players we could have done for some stacking as well. But after Minshew, you see like Hendon Hooker, Tyler Huntley, Mike White, aforementioned Sam Darnold, Bailey Zappi. So some guys that I really would like to take shots on, Kyle Trask is a guy that I find interesting late in these drafts. But when we have Burrow, Mac Jones, Gardner, Minshew, I think we're done at QB. So here's a good point. This has happened to me in like two of my last three drafts. Lazy Fish brings up, keep getting sniped on Mariota in the 20th. Same. Try to push Mariota. Try uh, Stidham. Stidham is a good, Stidham is fun. I just think that it's going to take a little bit to get Russ off the field still. I do understand the contract. I do understand the upside with Stidham. But hasn't he been going? I guess not. I thought he'd been. I thought I'd been seeing him get pushed up a bit. Um, but yeah, Stidham, Stidham's fine as well. I mean, we we understand that all these guys are. We're looking at kind of the same thing, right? Where we we're playing out scenarios of what could happen, and some we just like better than others. Stidham Stidham does make sense for sure. I understand it. Carson Wentz, LOL. Carson Wentz is kind of a sad story, isn't it? He had that MVP-like season where he gets hurt. His team still wins the Super Bowl, and he is just literally never the same. It's kind of sad to watch. 
last night the guy ahead of me took Mariota as his sixth QB. Um, it's funny you bring that up. I have seen people do a lot of five and six QB builds in this, and with viable first round quarterbacks. And I just, I don't, I don't understand the concept. Five feels fine if you're like hodgepodging most of your QBs. Um, five or six just feels insane to me. So we're going to, we might go with Irv Smith. Could just get all of the Cincinnati offense other than Jamar Chase. I think that's what we're going to do. Do still need to address RB at some point. We have four. So we are we just did our 16th round pick. After the 17th round, we will... Sorry, I haven't done the draft board either. Like I said, this is kind of just a chill early, early Sunday morning stream. We will address RB as well in the coming in the coming picks. Still think there's some great late round RB value, such as Jerome Ford, as mentioned earlier, which means that I will never get him in this draft now that we've said the name. Hendon Hooker has been an interesting name lately, just in terms of the NFL draft itself. Yeah, I agree. Six feels gross. I mean, I guess if you're just really, really hodgepodging six, then potentially. Uh, PJ Walker, Lady Fish brings up PJ Walker in Chicago. Feels like almost a lock to miss time with the way he runs. Yeah, well, he's going to run a lot still this year, but he is. I, I'd be willing to bet that he's not going to run like he ran last year. Like that seems like an easy lock to for that. All right, so we do have a rookie RB. If I didn't have a rookie, I would probably grab Tank Bigsby here. He, from what I understand, is potentially a three-down back. Um... Actually, let's just grab Bigsby. I was going to grab Fournette, but let's grab Bigsby just for upside. Let's do some upside RBs. I do think Fournette is great at this price range, especially where he's dropped past ADP. He's not going to come back to us, so I'm just going to keep talking about him. Uh, let's go over our team real quick. So at QB in this super flex, we have Joe Burrow, Mac Jones, Gardner Minshew. At RB, we have Travis Etienne, Jamar Gibbs, DeAndre Swift, Alexander Madison, Tank Bigby. At wide receiver, we have A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, Calvin Ridley, Brandon Cooks, K.J. Osborne, Tyler Boyd. And at tight end, we have George Kittle, Mike Kosicki, and Irv Smith. So that's what we're looking at. Slack is popping off this morning. Yeah, I cannot. I cannot wait for the NFL schedule release. I know it's only April, but God, I'm actually I'm just so excited about everything we've got going on at Spike Week, going into the summer, into draft season. Lots of fun things planned. 
lots of nude style of content nude it looks like it sounded like i said nude i promise you here's what i promise you with all the new exciting stuff that we have myself or eric five four will never be nude on stream just won't happen can't do it that is a much different channel with much different situations going on and quite frankly i just don't have the time for it to be honest with you so there is the spike week promise no nudity by me or eric uh, marvin mims feels great here right marvin mims adp at 211 get him right at adp get ourselves a rookie wide out we can do that feels like he felt like he just fell right into our lap there which we like Oh, man, we should have definitely taken James Robinson. He was still on board to go with our Mac Jones. How did we miss that? Let's look at some of these wideouts here. Yeah, Olaf brings up that Fields had over 10 carries a game. I I just I think the coaching staff is going to be real cognizant of the fact that they can't continue down that path. Not that he's not going to run. I mean, he has to run. He's just never going to have a season like he did last year. It's such an outlier. And he could still lead the NFL in rushing this year in terms of quarterbacks easily but it won't be what his season was last year it's literally all they had right i think the dj morse trade shows you exactly why they're not going to do that they brought in claypool he's got a year look claypool is not panning out to be what we want him to be but he is going to be the third option now behind mooney he might even be the fourth option behind commit um I think they're going to try to be more pass centric. Not that they won't run the football. They'll, you know, they'll still run it between Herbert and Fields sometimes, but they are going to try to make things a bit easier for Justin Fields so that he's not taking off and running consistently because it's just not something that he can continue to do. Uh, did you guys take did you guys take Jerome Ford on me? Uh, how dare you slick? How dare you? Uh, what can we get for RBs here? Well, we might as well take a shot on another rookie RB. We'll grab Dwayne McBride. Actually, not even sure he's a rookie. But we're going to grab Dwayne McBride regardless. And we have one draft pick left. Right now we have a 3673 build. I think we're not going to grab a QB. But I think everything else is pretty viable here. Lazy Fish is underweighting Chicago. I understand. But I think Chicago is the is the perfect one-off team where 
they're a team that's going to fit well with having, hey, I didn't get Justin Fields, but I'm fine with taking just DJ Moore, or I'm fine with just taking Khalil Herbert, or I'm fine with just taking Darnell Mooney because of the type of player upside that he has. Is Darnell Mooney going to be in your lineup every week? Absolutely not. When he's in your lineup, it could be 18, 19, 20, 23 points because he catches a 50-yard touchdown, ends up with 100 yards, four catches, and a touchdown or something like that, or two TDs a couple times during the year. So I think Chicago is like the perfect one-off team. Now, Justin Fields, I'm going to draft him, so I will have Chicago stacks. It's not probably going to be a priority. As of April 9th, Chicago's not stacking Chicago isn't a massive priority. We have time. Things could change. But Chicago feels like the perfect one-off team right now. And it's not a perfect system, but that I've talked about it before. One of the things that I do is what offenses do I want to stack? Which offenses do I want to throw away? And who am I looking to just kind of one-off here and there? So not every team can perfectly fit into one of those categories, but some do, and Chicago feels like the quintessential one-off team this year. I don't agree with this take. I don't agree with having fields alone than any other pieces for the reasons I've laid out with the Chicago offense earlier. I think it is more than fine to even single stack fields, but I'm not looking to have them solo just because that's what was better last year. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. All right. So we are just really going to be taking some shots here. I'm just going to grab Zamir white. I think that is a great seventh round pick. I mean, seventh running back, not seventh round pick. We're going to go over our team real quick. I have to get into this RG DFS situation that we got going on at 11 a.m. So our team is Joe Burrow, Mac Jones, Gardner Minshew, Travis Etienne, Jamar Gibbs, DeAndre Swift, Alexander Madison, Tank Bigsby, excuse me, Dwayne McBride, Samir White. Wide receivers, we have A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, Calvin Ridley, Brandon Cooks, K.J. Osborne, Tyler Boyd, Marvin Mims, and at tight end, we have George Kittle, Mike Isicki, Irv Smith. So we stack two of our tight ends with our quarterbacks, Mike Isicki with Mac Jones as of the moment, Irv Smith with Joe Burrow. We have that Cincinnati onslaught basically going, which I really, really like. Um, might have more than an onslaught. Jameer Gibbs, he might end up in Cincinnati. Um We'll see. But I think this team, I think it was a pretty solid team. Can't wait to see how it goes. I hope everyone enjoyed their draft. Um, anyways, we will catch you all this week probably. we got tons of stuff planned. We will see you this week. Do a couple more super flex, and then I think we're going to be getting back into some regular drafts. I will catch you guys later. Peace.